Hey guys, I'm Lucy, and you're listening to Short Stories for Kids, the magical podcast of storytelling. I wonder what adventure awaits us today. So let's give a shout out and thank you to our newest premium members. First up, we have Sophia, who is listening from Dallas, Texas. And her favorite premium story so far is the Batty Bat family. That's good to know, Sophia. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Next, we have Joshua Plant, James and his younger brother Herbie from Connecticut, Aaron and Margot from Tennessee, Sadie from Wisconsin, and Douglas, Brian, and Sammy from Melbourne, Australia. Hi, guys! In the wide ocean known as the Atlantic, the sea that separates the Americas from Europe and Africa is a group of islands known as the Canary Islands. One of these islands, Gran Canaria, is where Lily and Danny live. They love living there because of the sunshine and all of the wonderful nature. But best of all, the sea was never too far away. They would often sit on the rocks where Lily had built a little house to shelter from the sun. It wasn't very big, but it was great to play in and the perfect place to watch the dolphins and porpoises out at sea. And that's exactly what they were doing when Danny spotted something unusual out in the water. Hey, Lily, can you see that? asked Danny, pointing. There's a dark shape moving just under the surface of the water. It took a moment for Lily to spot exactly where Danny was pointing, but once she saw it, she could definitely see it too. I see it, she said. Perhaps it's a whale. It's big enough. But it wasn't a whale. And as they watched, the shape broke the surface, revealing itself to be a dark red submarine. It rose out of the water for a moment, then slowly sank back beneath the waves and disappeared. Did you see that? asked Danny. That was so a submarine. Yeah, agreed Lily. But what was it up to? They watched for a little longer, but the submarine didn't reappear, and soon they'd forgotten all about it. It was only when they were making their way home when they saw it again. There was a private house just above the shoreline that they had to pass. For a brief moment, through a gap in the outer wall, it was possible to see a wooden jetty poking out into the water. And there, tied up to that jetty, was the submarine. The surrounding rocks kept it hidden from any boats out at sea. So it was only because Danny and Lily were on a quiet path above the beach that they were just in the right place to catch sight of it all. Look, Lily, said Danny. Do you think whoever owns the submarine lives in that house? Well, I suppose so, said Lily with a shrug of her shoulders. Ah, I'd just love to have a ride in a submarine, Danny sighed. Just think of the sea creatures we might see, giggled Lily. They continued along the edge of the wall, a route they'd taken many times. They were used to seeing the signs that said private and keep out. I've never seen anyone living in this house, admitted Danny. Me neither, agreed Lily. I thought the house was empty. 
Just at that moment, a terrific bang boomed from the house, rattling its windows and roof tiles and sending smoke and dust curling up into the sky. Was that an explosion? screeched Danny, grabbing Lily's arm. Someone might get hurt, said Lily. And so, ignoring the warning signs, the pair of them pushed through a gap in the gate and rushed towards the house. Luckily, there was no sign of a fire, and the dust and smoke were already clearing. Even so, it had been a really noisy bang. Lily approached the front door, which stood slightly open, and without going inside, called, Hello! Is anyone hurt? Are you all right? From somewhere in the darkness of the house, a voice replied, Um, well, no, not really, but but you can't come in. But if you're not all right, how can we help you? Said Danny, confused. Oh, yes, said the voice. That's going to be a problem, isn't it? Not if you let us help you, added Lily. The voice inside the house was quiet for a moment, as if thinking about something. Well, okay, you can help, but you're going to have to keep your eyes shut. That's silly, protested Danny. How can we even find you, let alone help you, if we can't see what we're doing? Oh, yeah, of course, said the voice disappointedly. I, I hadn't thought of that. Then, after a short silence... Well, very well, you'd better come in. The house was dark, with shutters pulled across many of the windows. They followed the sound of the person's voice, eventually arriving in the most wondrous room either of them had ever set eyes on in their life. It was full of glass tanks, each containing different types of sea life. Oh, it's beautiful, said Lily, trying to take it in all at once. Danny, meanwhile, was more concerned with a tangled mess they could see in a neighboring room. Through here, said the voice. Whoever the voice belonged to was underneath a pile of tangled machinery. They could just make out a white lab coat and a patch of gray hair. Are you hurt? asked Danny, looking at all the destruction. Oh, no, said the voice. Just pinned down by all this mess. An accident with a compressor, I'm afraid. If you could just lift it off carefully. This they both did, but what they revealed was not what they were expecting. There was indeed someone under it all, but it wasn't a person. Danny and Lily were instead quite stunned to be confronted by a dinosaur. Um... Hello, said the dinosaur, brushing down his lab coat as it got to its feet. Well, I suppose it's obvious now why I didn't want you to see me. Danny realized what they had thought was gray hair was in fact a covering of gray feathers. Are you a velociraptor? Yeah, that's correct, nodded the dinosaur. But you can call me Professor. And you live here? said Lily, looking around the room. It looked like some kind of workshop. And that's your submarine? Oh, you saw that too, did you? said the professor. Well, I I hope this is something we can just keep between ourselves. I can't have anyone knowing I'm here. Why not? asked Danny innocently. Are you in trouble? Goodness, no, said the dinosaur. 
but I'm not sure how people would feel about a dinosaur living amongst them. What is it that you're doing here? Lily asked. I'm a marine conservationist, said the professor, opening his arms wide. That means I study and protect the wildlife that lives in the seas around Gran Canaria. I do what I can to help the life that lives in the ocean. Oh, that's amazing, said Danny. What a great job! Oh, it is, agreed the professor. Although it's hard work to do all by yourself. Well, can we help? Lily asked quickly. Oh, we'd love to. Really, we would. Well, I don't know," muttered the professor. "I've always managed on my own before, and anyway, we we hardly know one another." "Let us help you now," insisted Lily. "We'll show you that we're good workers." The professor scratched the feathers on his chin as he thought about this. "Okay, well, help me feed the fish, and I'll see how you do." The glass tanks was so big that Danny and Lily had to use a ladder to climb up high enough to drop the food in. But it was great fun watching the fish, squid, and octopus get excited when they realized the food was coming. They'd never seen so many different kinds of sea creatures before. Oh, they're beautiful! Said Lily, watching as some pretty colored shrimps plucked morsels of food from the swirling water. Oh, this is nothing," beamed the professor. "You should see what it's like beneath the waves." "Oh, I'd love to," grinned Danny. "May I ask you a question?" asked Lily as quietly as she could. "Of course," said the professor. Despite his initial worries, he was beginning to enjoy the company of his two new guests. "Why do you help the sea life?" Lily asked. "Oh, well, that's an easy one," said the professor. You see, I'm a dinosaur. As far as I'm aware, I'm the very last of my kind. When I look into the ocean, I see overfishing, I see pollution, I see plastic waste, and I see warmer seas. And I wonder how long it will be until some of the ocean creatures I enjoy looking at will be the last of their kind. And so I do what I can to help them. Oh, that's really good of you," said Danny. "I wish I could do that too." Well, perhaps you can," said the professor. "If I'm honest, I could do with some help. That submarine is hard to use by myself." Really?" said Danny excitedly. "Do you mean it?" asked Lily. "Well, of course," said the professor. "I mean, it's not as if you don't know about me now, is it?" Danny and Lily whooped with joy and hugged each other. Can we go in the submarine tomorrow? Pleaded Danny. Huh! Laughed the professor. Of course, but don't you two have school? Well, how about afterwards? Asked Lily hopefully. Very well, said the professor. But if we're going to do some good and help the sea life of Gran Canaria, this has to remain a secret. Can you do that? Danny and Lily nodded vigorously. It was time to head home, so Danny and Lily said goodbye, but not before they promised that they'd be there straight after school the next day. I can't believe we're going to get a ride in a real-life submarine! cried Danny. With a real-life dinosaur, added Lily. They ran the rest of the way home, bursting with excitement, and sure enough. 
Danny and Lily went on to become two of the greatest protectors of sea life on the island. And true to their word, they never once told anyone about the professor or his submarine. It remains the best kept secret on all of Gran Canaria. The end.